This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball, whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. What is up, guys? Welcome into this edition, Super Bowl week of the NFL show to be named later. I'm T.J. Weber. That's Zach Zook. Big Webb has given us his picks, and uh, we'll get to those later on. Zach, how you doing, man? It's uh, it's very exciting week, very sad week in, in the grand scheme of things, as it's not our last week. We're going to be coming back next week to kind of wrap things up. And, uh, again, we'll be back. We've kind of talked about this off the air, too, about offseason, you know, signings, whether it be uh, free agency, obviously, or draft or whatever the case may be. I think we'll be kind of, you know, little shows here and there, a little bonus pods, if you will. Um, but as for the regular weeks that we've been doing it once a week, it's going to end next week. Um, but I don't know if we want to, you know, talk about that right now. I mean, we still got Super Bowl. We got the biggest game of the NFL season uh, for some people. And what are your thoughts on the game going in right away? It should it should be it's an intriguing matchup at least. You know, we talked about that on Championship Weekend, where of the four teams, there wasn't really a matchup where you were going to be really disappointed either way because you got the four best teams on championship weekend so we saw two awesome games that went into overtime and we'll we'll see what Super Bowl weekend brings us we've had kind of a run of close Super Bowls the last three four five years for the most part uh I think the last blowout we saw was the Denver Seattle uh Super Bowl when that and that was Seattle just absolutely boat raced them but it'll be interesting to watch the the Rams is is kind of the the new school of, of the NFL versus the old school is kind of how I've seen it. And Belichick, Brady, these guys have dominated the league for two decades. And and the new guy, new kids on the block, Sean McVay, Jared Goff, and their star-studded roster. So it'll be interesting to watch. I, uh, I'm interested to see how it goes because this is the first time I've always said, I guess, that I've always wanted to see a good game. That is not the case in this game. This is the first time I've ever wanted somebody to lose so bad in my entire life. <laughs> I mean... You're going to see me, and I might start doing videos or something on Sunday just so I can just get the reaction off. I might start filming myself. I'm going to be screaming at the TV. I'm going to be drunkenly mad that the St. Louis Rams, yeah, I just call them St. Louis Rams, the Rams, and that's where I'm at. Like That's where my head's at, St. <laughs> Louis all day, is that they're going to move the ball, and every time they get close to a touchdown, I'm going to freak out. The problem is, is I'm scared. I think that the Rams look way better than I expected them to. Really? I think they're playing better football where – Goff, to me, will play better than he did in the NFC Championship. I think the Saints, even if we go back to that play, you know how I feel about that non-call, that non -call, obviously. It you still hurts the rest of America. Yeah, and it still hurts me to say it, but I think that the Rams gave the, the Saints any opportunity to win the game, even besides that call. I mean, they had a lot of calls against the Saints that didn't go their way, and then obviously they had a chance to get the ball first in overtime and Breeze throws interception, so... I've kind of gotten over it, and I've looked at the game more than being just like so mad because it just happened to me. I'm still upset at the call, and I still think it would have changed a lot, but the Saints had a lot of options there. So the Rams found a way to win that game, which was impressive. Zerline could be a big-time asset in this game, too, if the Rams can find a way at all to stop the Patriots on offense. It might be a very low-scoring game. That's why I like the under in the first place. But to me, I honestly believe it's going to be one of those games where You'll see both teams kind of control the clock at times. You're going to see, I think, the Patriots take an early lead where the Rams are going to catch up quickly, though. It's going to be a game all the way till the end, I think. But like I said, that's what I think in my head. I would love to see the Patriots go up 21-0 on their asses, shut down Todd Gurley. He's under 100 yards or whatever the case may be. They don't let golf do anything. They intercept him twice in the first half, and they basically beat them by two, three touchdowns. Do I think that's going to happen? Absolutely not. But if it does... I mean, that's that's what I want. I don't even care if it's a good game. I just want to see the Rams lose, no matter if it's by three or if it's by 24. I just want to see the Rams lose, and uh, that's where my fan fandom is. As far as the game, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think you might get your wish. And you shocked me with one thing you said kind of at the very start with the you, you, the Rams kind of scare you in your bed a little bit. And I don't, I don't gamble. I don't lay. I don't make enough money to lay money on football games. This weekend, I I'm I'm legit thinking about thinking about a small wager on, on the Pats. That what's the line? Two and a half. Uh, I, I'll check Bovada, or actually I'll check Odd Shark at the moment. It's, well, that's what it's it is. Jumped on, around. It's, that's it's what been it is three, on CBS, two and a half. right? CBS it's right is around two and that half. field goal. Yeah, CBS is two and a half. 
I feel so confident in the Patriots in that number. And I, I think that this game, you could potentially be looking at a blowout. I, I really think that there's a possibility that the Patriots absolutely just pull down their pants and take a fat poop on the Rams. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's possible in this game. <laughs> it, I mean... You go back to the call, and they they shouldn't even be there, really. The game's over if they make that pass interference call. And, yes, the, we can go on and on about how Sean Payton kind of blew the game with some of his play calling, and Drew Brees didn't have his best game, what have you, and the defense let them down at times, and they had the ball first in overtime. Yes, all those things are true, but the fact of the matter is still that, that the Rams are a blown call away from probably not even being in this game. And I think that they have a lot of deficiencies on their roster, too. It's a star-studded roster but there are certainly weaknesses and if you want to beat the Patriots you have to be an all-around football team that's the issue that the Chiefs had because what Bill Belichick can do and it's a tried and true formula over the better part of 20 30 plus years is that he is able to play to his strength and he's able to take away your strength and key on your weaknesses so I anticipate that he'll go after Marcus Peters in droves in this game and really expose his weakness do the Rams have anybody that can match up with Rob Gronkowski man-to-man? You look at the safeties. LaMarcus Joyner, probably not. John Johnson the third in a second-year player out of Boston College, which, by the way, of the best players in this game that you've never heard of, John Johnson is a stud. That guy is really damn good at football. Actually had the uh, pick to seal it in the NFC Championship in overtime. Mm-hmm. He had that one falling backwards as a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ex-defensive ex- right. back, cha- changing direction after the ball's tipped in midair in making the catch that's so hard to do and oh, yeah. so yeah that was an amazing play by him I digress um do they have somebody that can match up with Rob I don't think that they can and I think that Bill's going to take away the the play action that Goff is so good at I think he'll take away Gurley and CJ Anderson I don't expect the Rams especially if Gurley doesn't play as much like he did in that NFC championship game the CJ Anderson thing I think is has has run its course now if you get Gurley in there you have a shot to run on the Patriots I I do grant you but I think Bill will take away that 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 early down rushing ability that gives Goff the comfortable pocket and the play action and the space and timing he needs to be successful because when you make Goff stand in the pocket and take him, make him take five and seven step drops, he's not as good of a quarterback. I think Bill will expose Goff. I think he'll expose the defense of the Rams. And that that's why I, I just I just think that that's a home run bet. Wow. I I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. The one thing I was looking at, though, and again, I, I put out my fandom and, and my hatred for the Rams franchise and everything out the window for actually looking at this as a football fan and as a, a picker and as somebody that enjoys this league as much as it screwed me and as much as it screwed St. Louis. And that's been on fire in the playoff picks. Right, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm taking the Patriots no matter what. I, I wouldn't really care if Tom Brady went down. That would change a lot, obviously. I would still root for the Patriots, but I would pick away from my heart. I'm going to take the Patriots still. I agree with you. I don't think I'm not as confident as you are, though. And here's why. When looking back at who the Patriots have played this year, think about what running backs they've taken on. It's There hasn't been many. I mean, the best running back that I could see they took on, including the playoffs, was Melvin Gordon in the divisional round. And yeah, they held him to 15 yards on nine carries. He got a touchdown as well. But look, let me like name you a few teams here and tell me if they were lacking a running back, because a lot of them were. The only one I see here that I can tell that you're probably going to point out is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had James Conner. Didn't even have Lev Bell, but James Conner did his thing this year. But let's start at Week 17, go back to Week 1. So you got the Jets, the Bills, Pittsburgh, Miami, Minnesota, the Jets again, Tennessee again. You got Green Bay, Buffalo again, Chicago, Kansas City, Indy, Miami, Detroit, Jacksonville, Houston. So Kansas City still at that point did, did have Kareem Hunt. Everybody else... I mean, Fournette wasn't yeah. even playing Week 2, I don't think. And if he was, he no, was banged he was, up all no, season. No, he wasn't because I had him on in my fantasy team, and the dude played like a total of like eight snaps in the first month. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. Y- so it, I'll go through some of them. So Houston, you have Lamar Miller. Nothing. He, uh, Jacksonville, you got Leonard Fournette banged up all, all season. And Yeldon, Yeldon was playing that game. Right. Detroit, you had uh, – well, you probably had LeGarrette Blunt. They didn't even have on Johnson going like right away in week three. He wasn't like the starter at no, that point. No, he wasn't. He was getting carries, but, yeah, you're right. It wasn't his show until about halfway through the season. No. Miami, I mean, Kenyon Drake is their starter, but, I mean – He's they, just a guy. He's just a guy. Indianapolis, 
uh, running back by committee, and, and obviously Absolutely. Mack had a better season at the end of the year. Kansas City, I'll give them that. At that point, Kareem Hunt was And, and he had decent. a really successful game. And to, to your point, I think yeah. where you're going with this, Kareem Hunt, he he caused the Patriots some issues. Yeah, for sure. And I, I only name a few more, but Chicago, running back by committee. Howard's has not been the same running back he was a few years He's ago. He's probably going to leave. 100%. I, I would, too. I mean, it just doesn't work, and I think Cohen's their better option right now. And Because of the offense that they run. He's a downhill, yeah. under-center guy. Exactly. Like, it makes no sense for them to have him in their offense. For sure. Buffalo, I mean, you have LaShawn McCoy, who's one of the biggest drop-offs in the NFL. Yeah, really disappointing year for him. Aaron Jones, Green Bay, or, I mean, you can name any running back that they've tried in the last Jamal few years. Jamal Williams, yeah, it's, they, they throw the ball. So, so I mean, you get it. I don't have to name anybody else. Right. So they have not been against a running back like Todd Gurley. Like I said, the only exception, so the playoffs, they beat the Los Angeles Chargers 41-28. They held Gordon under 20 yards, but he only ran nine times, and he's been injured these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know how I really take that. Conference, I mean, you stop Damian Williams, but again, it's not Kareem Hunt. It's not their main starter. He's a newer guy. They went at 37-31, and Mahomes did his thing in the fourth quarter. But like I said, not the a top running back. This is their first shot this year at a top running back. So you look at it, everybody goes, TJ, what are you talking about? They have the 11th rushing, uh, 11th ranked rush defense in the NFL coming into the game at giving up just under 113 yards per game. But who the hell have they played? What running back have they absolutely gone after? Nobody. Let me tell you something. Todd Gurley scares the crap out of me in this game, and mainly because he didn't do shit in the NFC Championship. Well, do you, that's my question to you. Then I guess is how like do you think he's recovered from that soft tissue injury? I mean, clearly he had something wrong with him, right? They weren't just sitting him because, because yeah, because they gave they gave um oh my god C.J. Anderson just as many carries. I mean, that's it had to be something with an injury. If right, not, and, McVay, I don't want to say he's an idiot and he's in the Super Bowl, but there's there's no chance. It had to be something with injury. I, and I agree. So the question now is the Rams really benefit, first off, from the double bye week that both teams get between the uh, – championship weekend and the Super Bowl but how healthy is he I mean I I would think that they're gonna lean on him a lot heavier in this game with it being the Super Bowl and there is no tomorrow literally I think that he'll do whatever he can to go but it can he be Todd Gurley right and so that's the one thing that concerns me because I think if he is you're right they're gonna he's he's somebody you're gonna have to deal with and basically uh this is from an ESPN article Todd Gurley has been asked a lot of things, obviously, and then obviously was in a news conference this week for Super Bowl Media Week. Uh, he said he wanted to make three things clear. or I guess this, this is from Lindsey Theory? Theory? I don't know. ESPN writer says, Running back Todd Gurley made three things clear in his final news conference of the season from the Los Angeles Rams team headquarters. So I guess this, uh, this was actually before the Super Bowl. He said, one, he's fine. Two, he's not dwelling on an NFC Championship game performance that yielded five total touches for 13 yards and a touchdown. Number three, all he cares about is winning a Super Bowl. That right there tells me that's a guy moving on, not worried about his injury. That That's a guy that, I mean, they don't want it to happen, but he's willing to like blow a knee out to do whatever he can to win a Super Bowl, yeah. which, which, which tells me he's going to be in pretty much every snap that they need him to be. So... I, I don't know, I'd, man. I'd expect him to play a lot. Like you mentioned, I think that he'll play. And my question is, will his body limit him? Because Mother Nature's undefeated. Eventually, your body's going to say no more if you have a really bad hamstring pull, yeah. no matter how, how much crap they shoot you up with before. But, no, I think you're right. I, I think that uh, uh, we're going to learn a lot on Monday, too, because uh, – you're you're you just can't find out about like obviously they're not going to come out and be like yeah he was hurt like that's why we didn't give him any touches in the NFC championship game they're going to be very cloak and dagger about that obviously having to go against Bill sure. looking for any competitive advantage that they can get as they should but it, it, it it's interesting too because the Rams over the course of the season have been the best rushing team on first down converting successful attempts at 58 percent the Patriots on the other hand I think that one of the keys for Belichick in this two weeks is going to be to take away the run game on first down. The entire Rams offense is predicated on running the ball on first down with Todd Gurley. Then they have multiple actions 
off of that. They play action. They straight drop back. They can sweep it to him. They run the screen game off of that when they get the motions going on the run game because because once they get the motion going, that attracts the defense's attention as well. It opens up even more success for Gurley. So it all feeds off of their rushing ability on first down, which they're very good at. So I would suspect that's going to be Bill's number one thing that he's focused on. But the interesting thing about it is the Patriots have not been good at that so far this season. They are 28th in the NFL at first down failure at stopping the run. So that's something that they'll have to improve on. I think part of that is because Bill almost always has five defensive backs or more on the field. They have two corners, two safeties, and a nickel. And the question is, do they put an extra linebacker on the field? Because the Rams personnel, they're always in one tight end, one running back. That's kind of been their calling card in the whole McVay offense. So Mm -hmm. you know what you're going to get personnel-wise. Does Bill switch up his personnel to try and take away that run? It'll be really interesting to watch. And the reason they want to get the run going, too, is because I said it last week before, or I should say two weeks ago, before the NFC and AFC Championship games, I said Jared Goff will struggle early because yeah. he just is a nervous guy. First first play or first drive, three plays, three yards, interception. Threw it against against uh, New Orleans, and New Orleans should have put them away there. I mean, they, they outscored them 6 nothing in the first three drives. They should have put at least one of them in the end zone. They That's where you also look back. You look at the play calling by Sean Payton, too. Not running on first down with 140 left to go in the game. Would have got them down to one minute instead of game giving over them half time. Oh, my God, absolutely. So that's where you look back at it. And then you look at the rest of the drives, too, in the first quarter. Interception, punt, field goal, punt, touchdown, which was Gurley. Gurley got in the end zone. Second quarter, punt, touchdown. So he did get one right there, uh, which did, I mean, it changed a lot. So that kind of put his confidence up. But again, then punt, field goal, field goal, field goal. So, I mean, Goff always settles in late. And sometimes it's a little earlier in the second quarter if he's lucky, if he's really amped up. But first quarter, that is when you have to hit. So, if I'm McVay, I absolutely am running Gurley 100 times in the first quarter. Do whatever you possibly can to, to move yardage, to run clock with Todd Gurley to take some pressure off Goff. Because once Goff gets those first couple throws out, he's in. If he's having a good game, he'll be on, and that's what's scary about me against the Patriots. On the other side of it, though, if the Patriots get the ball first and they can score early, that's also going to shake Goff. So to me, there's there's two people this, this game completely relies on. And if these two players play lights out, the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. It's Todd Gurley and it's Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald can get to Brady at least six times and sack him at least two or three times and just rush him and make him feel awkward, he's he's one of the best at getting the ball out quickly. But in this one, I think if Aaron Donald gets to him enough and, and takes him down and is able to at least get in his face and worry Brady a little bit, and if Gurley can run the ball in first down like you're saying they need to, the Rams are going to win this game. And it's going to absolutely kill me, but that they have a real good shot of winning. And I hate to say it. Again, people are going to be like, oh, fuck you, TJ. I thought you were on our side. I am. But as a football mind, this is not a slam dunk pick for me. No. It's, yeah. Not at all. I would not be shocked if this is, you know, 34-34 going in the fourth quarter. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. I think both teams are going to kind of let it, you know, ease a little bit. They're going to run some clock. And obviously, that's what the Rams want to do to control the game. But it could be a high scoring game. It could be a low scoring game. Regardless, it's either going to be very close or the Patriots are going to win by a lot. I don't yeah. think the Rams are going to blow them out by any means. So, um, Aaron Donald certainly is an X-factor. And Adama and Sue, that, that whole front seven for them is certainly going to be interesting. We haven't even talked about the Patriots and Rams from an offensive perspective with Brady because I think, to a degree, you know what you're going to get. But it'll be interesting to see if Bill tries to play that clock management. You saw a lot of eye formation, which meant a lot of Sony Michelle, and they controlled the clock and kept Mahomes on the sideline, which was a brilliant game plan by McDaniels and Belichick. Do they even attempt that here against the Rams with two absolute run stuffers and probably two, eh, maybe Sue's borderline, but potential Hall of Famers? Aaron Donald, you might as well put a gold jacket on him right now. Uh do they even try that, or do you see? Is I I feel like you're going to see a lot of shotgun from Brady, a lot of James White, and and very few I formation under center runs because when you start Brady in that shotgun. If he gets the ball out, you do completely neutralize that pass rush. It doesn't matter how good Aaron Donald is unless he's Mr. Fantastic and has a 10-foot reach with his 
with one arm, then he's not going to be able to get to Brady. So I think that you'll see a lot of that. I think you will see a lot of dink and dunking. If the Rams corners aren't going to play physical and press and man up with them across the board, they're not going to have a chance to begin with. It's just the Patriots present so many issues because of number 12. Right. I wonder, too. And this is a real thing because I listen to Barstool. I listen to a lot of the media outlets, you know, as they're at Super Bowl week. And it's so early in Super Bowl week. There's still a lot of things left to, to figure out and a lot of things that people are going to still say and everything. And, and there's still time for fans to get there. But the word on the street is that Atlanta is filled right now with Patriots fans. And there is, like, no sign of L.A. fans. I mean, there is, like, Jeez. barely any Rams fans. I mean, does that shock you, though? No. We all knew when they They didn't were, even go to their own games. We all knew they when they travel to Atlanta? No, 100%. We all knew when they moved to uh, Los Angeles that Los Angeles wasn't going to give a shit about it. I mean, like, there are some fans, and, like, again, I I saw some of them crying whenever they beat the Saints. I'm like, get the fuck wasn't out of hilarious? here. Wasn't like, that yeah, I saw some just, funny stuff on Twitter about that. Get the fuck out of here. It's just so <laughs> stupid. So f- I mean, if it was real, it was real, but, like, these people will also say, like, oh, you've been fans even when they were in St. Louis. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, you guys are full of shit. They've like, waited three whole years for this moment. <sighs> exactly. Yeah, three <laughs> whole years. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't stand them. I can't stand any of them. But, I, you know, for me, I, w- I will say the Patriots fan factor, I think, will play a big, big thing. I, if it was the Saints, I think the Saints would have the edge in fans because of, you know, New Orleans would travel to Atlanta, and I think they would be – rocking and rolling. I think it'd be almost split, if not in favor of New Orleans. But Rams and Patriots, it's going to be Patriots central in that pitch. I mean, like, it's going to be rocking Patriots. Yeah. So if you're Jared Goff, if you're the Rams, I mean, McVay, nothing nothing shakes McVay. That Mm -hmm. dude is is a – he he is a football coach. I mean, I couldn't imagine that guy being anything else. He is very impressive in his mind and his energy and the way he, like, gets to his, his players and he gets to the fans. He just knows how to pump people up. But Goff and some of these guys that have never been there, this is a this is a tough, tough place to be. Same thing, they did it in New Orleans. I'll give it that. And without the calls or whatever, they won the football game. That's that's case closed. But this is this is the Super Bowl. This is mm-hmm. Tom Brady. This is Bill Belichick. We'll see. All I'm saying is if they can get past the fans and the, and how big the game is and everything and where they are, they have the talent to keep up with the Patriots. Oh well, they they I don't think roster wise like. If you were to just go position by position, player by player, Rams have the better roster. I mean, the Pats probably yeah, have a middle. I, I agree with that. The Pats they probably have, have to, a yeah. middle of the road roster. I mean, that's what we've said all season long. That's why they've lost some weird, fluky games here and there because of the Pats teams. I mean, it's been, even if this this team wins the Super Bowl, they're not going to go down in history as one of the great Patriot teams, you know, because they don't have just crazy great players all over the field that's the Rams that's the Chiefs on offense that's some of these other guys that's the Saints have these loaded rosters the Patriots are good at a couple key positions and they just out coach you they out scheme you and they execute better and that's why ultimately I mean why should that change here here on Super Bowl Sunday I I think the Rams too are they have loaded up for this run, they're going to lose a lot of guys in the offseason. So you could say this is it, but their young core isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gurley's going to be back next year. Goff's going to be back. They'll get Cooper Cup. Robert Woods has had a resurgence. But, yeah, it, you bring up a really interesting point with the crowd because it's just different in the Midwest and the Northeast. Like, the, these fans are devoted. This, this shit is their life. And out West, I mean – now I'm not shitting on the nor- on the on the West Coast or anything, but it's a little softer out there. Like oh, there's yeah. more to do. It's not as much athletic based. Like so, because of that, especially since you haven't had that much time to build up a fan base, there's going to be hardly any Rams fans there. Oh my god! Uh, and I think it's just it's the case that Los Angeles has so much shit going on that don't not a lot of people care about football, and that's just the way it is. And well, think about the liberal arts center that is like Cal- the state of California too. Like whether it be the Bay and San, and the Bay is a little bit more hardcore. Like uh, in Oakland, San Fran, like they care a little bit more about their sports teams. Like the San Fran Giants have a great fan base. Same with athletics, right? When you're talking baseball, at least, and the Raiders have the black hole, but. Uh, Hollywood's Especially in LA, yeah, Hollywood, yeah. like it, it's artsy, man. It's about movies. It's about music. It's about art. Yep. Like it's not as much about slamming heads together right. and playing football. And it's, I mean, they have the Dodgers, but they also have 
two NBA teams, and oh, they have two baseball teams, two NBA teams. They got two football teams now. They don't give a shit about either one of them, and one's in the Super Bowl. Well, it's just it, how it works. Right, and, and even the Dodgers, the only reason they have the fan base that they do is because of the tradition dating back like you know so long yeah s- several several decades but yeah. like nobody gives a sh- nobody goes to angels games oh like, my god nobody cares <laughs> look, look at twitter i mean it, it, there's nothing about the los angeles rams there's a ton about will uh anthony davis go to the lakers and is lebron yeah. trying to get rid of lonzo and, and help get rid of lonzo and right kuzma and all these lakers guys for, and dodgers that's it, what it is it's the middle of the nba season it's regular season and they're talking about that and the, the team's in the super bowl okay and they don't give a shit it's crazy yeah. unbelievable um, 314-877-8597. Give us your thoughts on the picks. Uh, again, we won't be able to play them on the show, obviously, but we'll be able to play them next week. We can kind of judge you on uh, on what your pick was. So send us your pick on the Super Bowl, 314-877-8597. Let's go ahead and get to the game. Let's go ahead and pick this one. Big Web has sent us his picks. We're going to go ahead and do it like we usually do, uh, give you what the CBS Sports spread is, which, by the way, is the same as Odd Shark. I just checked. I'll also give you the percentages that people took on oddshark.com of which team they wanted and over-under. We'll get to our bets and all that stuff. So getting to this game, Patriots and the Rams in Atlanta, Super Bowl Sunday, which will be a uh, game supposed to start at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Is it on uh, NBC this year? Or CBS? Uh, no, it's yeah, Romo it's, and Nance, it, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's whatever that crew. Yeah, CBS because Romo and Nance have it this year. Fox gets it every other year with uh, with uh, love Tony Joe Romo Buck by the way. and uh, love Aikman. it. Love yeah. Tony Romo. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's gonna be great. So Patriots are minus two and a half points uh, on CBSSports.com. I am going to go ahead and, as I mentioned earlier, take the Patriots. I still believe I'm betting and I'm I'm picking with my heart. I know it scares me. Um, three and a half, I still would take the Patriots just because it's the fucking Rams. But to be honest, I mean, three and a half would scare me a lot. I think this is going to be a three-point game. I hope it's in favor of the Patriots. I think they'll get the job done. If I had to guess, I'm going to say that they're going to take an early lead and not really coast, but we're going to see the Rams make a comeback, and then it's going to be basically a back and forth where Rams take the lead, Patriots take the lead, back and forth. Um, I think the Pats will get it done, though. I think that Brady will get a sixth ring. And uh, we'll hoist that trophy over the top of Stan Kroenke's stupid head and uh, say, fuck you, dude. And uh, basically just, you know, put his balls on the table again and say, I'm the best quarterback of all time. He already said, by the way, uh, 0% chance he retires after this game. Why would he? Why would he? He's playing the best he possibly could. He said he already set a goal of 45 years old, and that's what he's going to do. That's what he wants to try to do. So give me the Patriots. I think this is their game. Um, Get it done, Brady. Please get it done for the city of St. Louis. For the love of God, please beat the Rams. Regardless, though, minus two and a half, we're talking about winning or losing. I think they will win by at least three points. Patriots all the way. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots, too. It's as no no surprise here. You know, we basically broke down the game ad nauseum, and I, I'll be I'll be pretty shocked if the Rams win this football game. Uh, I just think that, that they're, they don't have the experience, and I don't think that they have the, the mental wherewithal capacity, the game planning, or the the ultimate pieces to be I don't think they're well-rounded enough to hang with the Pats and beat them for 60 minutes I mm-hmm. mean you saw even how difficult it was for the Eagles to do it last year you thought the Patriots were gonna win literally until Brandon Graham had the strip sack yeah I mean I you even when the Eagles scored that touchdown you're like well the Patriots are still gonna win Tom's back. gonna lead him down there yeah. and score and it's gonna be over and it, it it seriously wasn't even till till the till the fumble that you thought that they were going to lose. You're going to have that same feel and mentality in this game, especially at the quarterback position. I think that there's a huge psychological edge in favor of the Patriots. With Goff, you never question his physical ability. He can make every throw on the field. I do question his his headspace, his mental wherewithal at times. I don't think he processes information. I think that's what's held him back as a quarterback. And if he didn't have McVay, I don't think he'd be this. You know, up next up and comer. I mean, when you talk about even the differences between Patty and him, you just you you can just see it jump off your television screen. Mm-hmm. I think that all those factors come into play in a game like this, and I just am I'm I'm betting on the Patriots. Why would you bet against them? Yeah, at this point, why not? Yeah. Why not bet it with the Patriots? Because they they continue to say that you know we're we're like they said we're still here. That's been their big tagline here. We're still here, and Brady. The cockiness, you got to love it. I mean, you might hate the Patriots. I get it. 
but God, is that guy good? I mean, yeah. you can't you can't sit there and, and see the throws he's been making in in the big moments and say, all right, that guy is full of shit. It's just because of the system. No, he he's he's a good fucking quarterback. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're both with the Patriots, and Big Webb will also agree. He uh, likes the Patriots minus two and a half points. So let's get to some of the betting lines. Um, so as I mentioned, let's start, let's go ahead and give you the lines on um, OddShark.com. So basically, what they do on OddShark is they give you the lines, and then people can vote. Again, it's just clicking on which one they like about whether they like Rams plus two and a half or New England minus two and a half, and they can also do the same thing. On the over, which right now, I think it's changed. It was as high as 58. It's now down to 56 and a half. Um, at the moment, the public is on the Rams, or I'm sorry, on the Patriots, minus two and a half points at 58%. 42% has the Rams plus two and a half covering. The predicted score on Odd Shark right now is Los Angeles 25.7 and New England 25.1. So they say, I don't know how they do that, but that's just what they do. They say that the Rams will cover the spread, win, and the total will go under. For the total consensus on over-under, it's 56.5. 54% say that it's going to go over 56.5, and 46% say it's going to go under that number. If I'm betting that, I'll go ahead and give you my picks right now. I would go ahead and parlay. Again, I was one freaking call away from a four-way parlay uh, two weeks ago. Jeez, so I've been on, so I've been on fire. I've been on fire. It was that damn pass interference call, but it is what it is. Um but I, I've been hot this this playoffs, just to let you know. So my pick, if if I'm betting this game, I take the Patriots, minus 2.5 points. That's a big-time spread. If you're at 3.5, you might want to take money line on that. It's going to take your odds down. But just to be safe, if it's 3.5, I would go money line. If it's 2.5, I would definitely take uh, that. And if even at 3, I would still take the 3 and, and force the push if you have to. Um, and then I would go under, 56.5. The Rams are going to run the ball, as we mentioned. They want Gurley to go ahead and – Control the clock. They want to try to take their time. And then on the other side of things, Brady's going to work it with, with White in the backfield. They're going to go for some big plays. But th- this just screams under to me, especially at 56-and-a-half. I'm surprised it's that high, to be honest. I know these are two high-scoring teams at times. But these two together clashing with the great defense of the Rams, stopping the Patriots at times, with the Rams running the football, it just screams to me under. So I'm going to take the under. So I would parlay uh, Patriots minus 2-and-a-half and the under uh, you know, if you I think if you put ten bucks on it, you can get up to uh, I want to say around forty something, thirty, forty something. Uh, if you have some money though, actually I'll, I'll do the little do a little math for you. I actually find the uh, the betting calculator because it is interesting. People say, all right, well if you want this bet, what well, would I will you put on it so I get a good odds? It depends what you're trying to put on it. You know, if you got a hundred bucks to bet, great. If you only have ten bucks to bet, great. It's just kind of what you're able to do. And also, like I said. Odd Shark has it at two and a half, but it's actually interesting because Bovada has it at minus three. So that changes a lot. That could be an obvious push. And then also, instead of 56 and a half, Bovada has it at 57. Mm. So, I mean, that can also change a lot. So, if we're going with that, Patriots minus three and under 57 on Bovada odds, if you bet $100, you get $264. If you bet 10 bucks, you win 26.45. So, as you can see, pretty good odds on it. Um, and that's what I would do. I would go Patriots with the spread and the under. I like it. No, yeah. I, I it, well, before you explained it to me, I think I would have taken maybe the over, mm-hmm. but then you start doing the math. I don't think you basically need both teams to nearly score 30 points. I just don't think that's going to happen. That's what I mean. I mean, especially when you look at the history of, of that game in the Super Bowl and, Usually you don't get the high, and yeah. so I, I'd probably take the under too. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's so annoying though rooting for the under, especially in a big game, because you want to root for scoring, you want to see excitement. The under is so crappy to root for, but to me, it's the best pick here. I mean, it's just I think it is. I think it's it's almost now. This makes no sense mathematically, but the over, like you, you can see an explosion of points at any time when you're rooting for the under. You need constant like stops. Yes, you just need a. A couple scores, right? Like 100%. A, a flurry of points for it to hit. Hundred percent, exactly yeah, right. It, it, it's just it'll be a stressful time for you. So I would also think if you have a little extra coin, you know, throw throw money on just the Patriots or throw it on just the under and do two separate bets instead of a parlay. If you want the best odds for your bet, I would take the parlay and you got to root for both. But if you're worried about the under, just take the Patriots straight up. So that way, if you do lose one, you can still root for the Patriots and still cover a bet and even make a little bit of money off it. It should be fun. Uh, as for Big Bet, Big Bed, Big Web's best bet. Try to say that five times fast. 
He likes the under. That's his best bet, so he always also agrees with me. He's also taking the Patriots, as we mentioned, and then he wants a two-way parlay. I will take the Pats and the under, especially if I can get the two-and-a-half. As we mentioned, that's a big-time spread if you can get the Patriots there. And then we're also going to go over some of the prop bets ourselves. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> we're definitely going to go over some of those, and I'm interested to see what you think. Big Web thinks it's a tails year for the coin flip. He says tails never fails this season. So I'm we'll with see Big Web. I'm a big tails never fails All right. guy. All right, we'll see. Uh, he thinks Burkhead will score. That's also a prop bet. And then he thinks the anthem over or under at two minutes and seven seconds. Who the hell cares? That's what he says. He says, <laughs> don't bet on that. That's the stupidest bet you'll ever see. He says, have fun, use Uber, and good night. That's what he tells everybody. So um, as far as some of the prop bets I've seen, this is on oddshark.com. Coin toss, heads or tails? You're feeling tails? Uh, yeah, I guess. I would <sighs> never lay money on that. No, <laughs> no way. Nick's but buddy? But tails never fails. Nick said his buddy threw. So he did this on, I think, the, the coin toss one year threw $500. On the coin toss. What? $500 on the coin toss. He's got a problem. And he threw 2000 on the anthem. What's he do for a living? I don't know. Apparently Makes a he, lot of damn money. Apparently he bets soccer games from like uh, other countries. Premier League. And like, he wins a lot of money. So La Liga. I guess he had some. <laughs> right. And I guess he, not MLS, I'm sure. <laughs> but he had some to throw on there, and uh, apparently he did that. It was interesting. <laughs> Jeez. Crazy. I like cringe just hearing that. I'm like, I, I can't imagine losing two grand on a bet. That's insane. That just sounds, ugh. That sounds awful. Even if I had all the money and, in the world. And if you were going to lay the two grand, wouldn't you just bet it on the game? Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy your bet. If you're going to lose $2,000, lose it over the course of three and a half hours. You know Don't what I mean? Don't lose like, it over a coin flip. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, everything can happen with a football game. And then also, you know, that's also a little bet for you if, or a little uh, advice for you if you guys have never been to Vegas. Go bet sports. Because if you go out and play table games all day, like say I, you have, okay, I got $100 to spend this day in Vegas. I can play slots in, in blackjack or I can go watch a football game. Guess what? You can lose $100 in blackjack in a second. Yeah. Literally in five to 10 minutes if, if you get a terrible dealer. Yeah. If you go watch sports, you might be losing, but hey, you're enjoying yourself for three hours. You get free drinks coming at you, and maybe you only bet 40 bucks. You still got 60, and you just spent three and a half hours getting drunk and watching some football. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a little thing to do. Um, yeah, that, that, that shocked me when he said that number on a coin toss. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Uh, I like heads. I don't know why. I'm, I'm feeling heads this year. Head, head, heads this this week. I don't know. I think it could happen. Well, you got a got a fifty fifty shot. Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> who do you think the uh, top guy is? It's Brady. Brady's plus one twenty five. Yeah. Who do you think number two is? Golf. Yeah. So yeah. both quarterbacks up there. Golf. Golf surprised me, but I guess Probably just because he's the quarterback. I mean, three for me would be Gurley. Yep. Four Ooh. for me would be Donald. No, no. Donald is I know number the def- defensive six. guys. Okay, all right. Let me get another crack at it. Four for me would probably be shit. Edelman? No. Edelman's number yeah, eight. I lost my I lost my mojo. James White's number Oh, Gronk is gonna be number four. No. This this is interesting. So Michelle's four plus twelve hundred. I thought maybe because no, <laughs> I would no. never take that. <laughs> C.J. Anderson is plus sixteen hundred. He's in fifth. So both Rams uh, running backs in the top five. That's crazy. They're thinking that Anderson might get the carries inside the five. They have which three he running has. backs in the top five. I know that's pretty wild. <laughs> Aaron Donald six plus eighteen hundred. James White is uh, seventh plus two thousand. Eighth is Edelman. Ninth is Gronk. Dude, <laughs> that's pretty good odds there. Plus three thousand. Uh, yeah, if I was going to bet one, I'd bet Gronk. He he catches a couple touchdowns, goes for over 100. He might win it if I'm, Brady doesn't have a good game. I'm telling you, man. Cooks, Woods, Burkhead, Goskowski, Zerline, Fowler Jr., Sue. So you get, the, you get the gist. I mean, I would even take a little bet here. Like, if the Rams win, like, plus 8,000 Josh Reynolds. I mean, shit. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty good odds. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Josh Reynolds <laughs> is a guy that can that can break one. Well, so. the Super Bowl is – they are historically – there are some guys that come out of the woodwork out of nowhere. Who is that? Like It was like Charles Matthews for the Seahawks. He was like six foot five. Never, nobody had ever heard of him before. He didn't even play a big role in the in the regular season. And he's just outreaching everybody in the postseason. It was nuts. Yeah. And we never heard from him again. Yeah, and that's just the way it is. But you could have a guy that comes out of nowhere on the defensive side and plus 25000 yeah. and you bet, him, bet, bet a dollar on him and boom. I mean, looking pretty good. The the issue with the defensive guys is probably you're going to have to win the game with like a strip sack, which obviously isn't anywhere near out of the realm of possibility for Donald. But he'd also probably have to get like a touchdown at some point. Oh, yeah. A strip sack and, and then like the fumble issue. recovery for yeah. touchdown. Yeah. That's the thing. Unless he gets like 
you know, seven sacks and a fumble recovery, and like, right. it's like oh my god. And then obviously he is. And also, you got to remember though, if the team loses, he's not he's not MVP. Who won? Have they the- ever done that? If the team loses, they they don't name an MVP from the losing team. Has that ever happened? I, I want to say it's happened before. It's like incredibly rare. I don't know if it's ever happened in football. I think it's happened in hockey before. Interesting. Super Bowl MVP losing do you, team. Do you know who the MVP was in the Broncos Panthers Super Bowl? Did they give it to Peyton or was it Von Miller? They, uh, I want to say it was Von Miller. I'm pretty sure he got it. By the way, there has been one in history. I just found that out. Um, he was Super Bowl MVP. Von Miller was. Yeah. So according, He'd be the most recent one. Yeah, according to Fox NYC or FoxyNC.com, get that wrong. In 1971, the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Colts played one of the most exciting Super Bowls ever. It's the only time the Super Bowl MVP has come from the losing team. Cowboys linebacker Chuck Howley intercepted two passes and recovered a fumble to earn the honor. So. It's the only time it's ever happened in NFL history it was 1971. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I figure that it could have happened nowadays, if someone has a big defensive day or something. Nowadays, like modern NFL, I don't think they'd ever do it. No. Like uh, unless unless there was there was literally just a one man wrecking crew on the other team that totally kept them in the game, and oh. then on the other side, nobody stood out on. The winning team, but the the uh, to win the game, somebody's gonna have to stand out. That's... Like let's say Brady and and Michelle and everybody does their thing and they win like by a lot, but then Gurley runs for something absurd like two seventy five yeah. and like three touchdowns, and he to I'd be like okay, it. yeah, they lost, but give him the damn trophy. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, okay, let's go through a couple of these prop bets. I'm I'm curious what you have on it. We'll we'll have a little friendly wager on these, so okay. we'll, we'll take. We'll just have it between you and me. Yeah, you can take them web. down, or should I write them down in a note on my phone here? I'll go ahead and write them okay. down. Um. Okay, so the first one is uh, how many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? Over is set at seventy five or seven and a half, and that's minus one forty. So that's the they think he's going to call eight or more plays correct. Uh, I'll take the over there. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I don't know. Man. I was going to take the under, but I th- I mean I don't know how they even call that, but whatever. I think. I think it's gonna be under. Um, he tries to do it a lot, but it, it depends what they what they describe as correct calls. Because sometimes he just kind of puts out little that notes. That's, see, that's my that's you know? my thing. I figured that they'll probably count that as predicting it. I I don't know. That's a weird one. So you got the over though. I'll take the over. Whatever. I, I think they said, oh, he goes, oh, Gronk will run this route, but he, I mean, he he said a route, but he didn't call the play. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know what justifies. Anyway, I'll say under just for just for shits and grins. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. How many times will the broadcast mention Sean McVay's age? Over, under is set at one and a half. Over. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they start winning? <laughs> oh, oh, no question. Well, is it the entire broadcast, even post game? Because if the Rams win the Super Bowl alone, he's getting his age talked about no less than five times. Yeah. Like I, post, I don't blame you. I think so, alone. too. I think so, too. I think I'm going to take it with you. Over yeah. one and a half, a one and a half, so low. That's super low. Because you forget that they these everybody in America watches this. It's not just us. So yeah, we've heard the whole Sean McVay thing a million times. Mm-hmm. But my mom hasn't been watching football all season. She's going to be watching this game, and yeah. they're going to talk about it. And she's going to be like, "Oh, that's interesting to know." Like that's the the crew has to prepare for the game a little differently. I think. Because you have a little, you have a greater, more broad audience. Yeah, and then I think they're gonna go ahead and mention it in pregame, and then if they get up, they'll be like, "Oh, thirty-something-year-old. Yeah. How old is he? 34? Yeah, something like that. Mid thirties. Like anyway, but I, they'll mention it at least twice. That's that's a low number for me. Um, let's see, total Donald Trump tweets on February third. So the game, uh, over or under six. Uh, I'll take the over. He tweets a ton, doesn't he? he I does, think he's laid off a little bit. He doesn't like really tweet about football much, does he? I mean, no. he's tweeted about like the players. Well, and does stuff, it have to be about the have, have to be about the game? Just in general, because he'll be well, bitching about like, Nancy Pelosi or somebody. Let's, let's skip that because it just says tweets. It doesn't yeah. say about the game. That's yeah. Um, ooh, this is my favorite one. So this is tough because this one's more of for the odds. It's not a uh, you know fifty fifty shot. It says, what will the first song performed by Maroon 5 be? Now, I have an idea of what it is, 
I think, because of just how popular it's been. But I think there's one that has really good odds, I believe, and I think they actually changed it. They did they did change it. So they have one more night is plus 300. That's the favorite. I figured that they had worse odds. I think I saw it like plus 1,000 earlier, which shocked me. It's one of their, one of their hits. Um, let's see. Moves like Jagger is plus 600. That's a, that's a really good bet, I think. Uh, Payphone's plus 1,000, and then This Love is plus 1,500. Eh, you might want to throw a dollar on This Love. Uh, it's, it's, that's a hit, <laughs> man. It's got a little pop to it. They might want to come out with a bang. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Moves like Jagger and plus 600. I mean, that, that sounds like a pretty good bet to me. I'd probably say that one too. What was like one of their older, older hit? Well, they probably wouldn't do it because didn't they have like a band a member switch? I don't one know. of their first ones, like way back in the day, they had a super popular banger. I'd probably say moves like Jagger though too. They had uh, well, this love, this love has taken its oh, toll. Yes. That's one of yeah, them. Yeah. She will be loved is, is an old. She will too. be loved. That's yes. the one I was thinking of. You want that one? That's yeah, pl- I want that one. Ooh, that's plus fifteen hundred. That's that's a big one there. Oh, oh, they open they open with it. They open. They have I'll, to open with I'll, it. Yes. I'll stick with it. I don't know if they'd open okay. with something that slow though. You know? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I I, I kind of like those. I could bets. see him like finishing with it more than I could see him. You know? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine sitting downstairs? You know, when like people are going upstairs to get their food at halftime and stuff, and then they start playing like she will be loved. You're like. Put 20 bucks on that bitch. You know what I mean? Like freaking out. Oh, yeah. He's so funny. I like that. Um, Let's see. Uh, Wow. Will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown? Yes, plus 350. That's low. I figured that'd be plus 2,000. Plus 350, no, minus 600. Obviously the favorite. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm gonna say no. I, I know they ran the Philly special last year. But, I mean, the Eagles did it and, and converted it. The Patriots did not. Then they run it in the same game. They ran, they ran it in the Super Bowl, didn't they? They did. And, and then Brady, Brady dropped, it. dropped it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They ran it like at midfield, though. Even if he caught it, he was going to get chased down yeah. or step out. Like I, They ran at a weird part of the field. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no, too. Okay, so we agree on that. All right, let's go through a couple more here. Uh, let's see. Will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point attempt? Yes, plus 375, no, minus 605. And that one's kind of boring. Let's We can find better ones than that. Let's see. Ooh, this is a good one. And I don't know. I guess they have stats on this. Someone else can tell us what it is. How many commercials will run during the Super Bowl? Over under 96. I'd say over. I'm going to say over two. Yeah. Because... They always seem to go to, I mean, they go to commercial way more than they they should for good reason. Right. But then they play at least like three or four. It seems like every break. Yeah. Uh, I They're mean, at least like two minute breaks every time. Yeah, and then you're talking. I mean, it depends when you start. When you're saying like once the pregame show starts, the once entire like telecast, the, I, the entire telecast. You would think. Well, I think that it's going to be over 90, 96 is a lot of commercials. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to go. There's a lot of spots they got to get in. So I'm going to say over, and you say over. Yeah. Interesting. I, I saw I saw one that had Tom Brady passes completed over or under twenty five and a half. Huh. And I thought that was I think that's a sure over. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think that for how for how many dinks and dunks, I mean James White will catch ten alone. Yeah. That's <laughs> Don't you true. think like he'll catch at least five? Oh yeah. I agree with that. That's true. I agree with that a lot. But then you think about timeouts, think about two minute warnings, think yeah. about the media timeouts they just take like for no good reason, and, and plus it's Super Bowl. They want they have to get those spots in. People are paying a, a million dollars to get their shit played on on a commercial. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, I'll do one more. I'll find a good one. Damn, this one is like this seems impossible to me, especially in this game with how slow it's going to be. But the odds, like, it's not even worth betting on. Will either team not punt during the game? Yes, Ooh. plus nine hundred. No is minus thirty five hundred. So you'd be looking at a probably a blowout. Yeah. But it's you'd be surprised because if you drain the clock on if you like the Patriots do, especially, if they let's say they go touchdown, let's say they go field goal, let's say they kick another field goal, let's say they have a turnover, that's like the whole half right there. Yeah, I think And I you're only at like thirteen points. Right. I think it's that's that's an easy bet. It's yeah. a no, but that's why the odds are so shitty mm-hmm. because 
Can you imagine though if you had like two million dollars, like putting it like rooting for two punts right. in the entire game? But I, I guess you're right. I mean, if you get going in, it's in just the scheme hard, of things, and it's hard to to never do it. Like if you get one, yeah, then it's a lot easier. There's a lot of times when somebody only punts once. Can you imagine too if you get to like the third quarter and they haven't punted yet? Like because teams. Start to go for it more, like right. if they're down or you just up gotta or get whatever. That first first three quarters, <laughs> like literally much. just punt the first two drives uh-huh. and get me out of my misery type thing. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, all right, last one I do have. This one, this is to me a no brainer. Will both teams combined score seventy six or more points to break the Super Bowl record? I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. Because in the odds, it's it's minus five fifty for no, plus three twenty five for yes. Like I said, I like the over or the under regardless, but also if they get they do get above that do number, do they have a max no bet for that prop? Um, I can check it out. I, they don't show it on here, dude. Like even if you have to bet like something crazy, like let's say just in theory you have the money to do it, mm-hmm. I would legit like there's not a limit. I would go to that. Like wouldn't you bet like twenty grand if you had the money to win what? Like what would the odds be? Like ten? It would be. So let's see. Let me see if I can find it on, on the Because all site. you're betting against is a fucking NFL record being broken. I know. That's, I know. That's what I mean. Like, and, that's and, and plus, it's, it's not even in the thousands. It's it's 550. Yeah. But, I mean, these teams have scored Jeez. a ton of points. I mean, we've definitely seen it before, but let me see if I can find it. This is going to be interesting. You um, nearly have to have both teams score in the 40s, though. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. You, it would have to be like a game that would go to overtime, like would consistently be like moving. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, oh my God! There's a. Have you seen that new Fire? Uh, that new documentary called Fire yet on Netflix? My girlfriend Jordan watched the uh, Hulu one, I think, but we haven't watched, not watched the Netflix one. <sighs> it's good. So you know the premise of it? Yeah, Ja Rule fucking everybody over. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a pre- allegedly. Uh, because he says he wasn't involved, but well, he was I'm an there. Eminem guy, so therefore I have to not like Ja Rule. So yeah. <laughs> it worked out. There's a prop bet against Billy McFarland. By the way, he's in prison. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, anybody that hasn't seen it yet, it's very good, but he's in jail. It says, "Will Billy McFarland be caught selling counterfeit tickets to Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, plus twenty five hundred. No, minus ten thousand. Can you imagine if that fucker has the the guts to do it?" Again, and while he's in prison. From a jail cell. God. <laughs> I can't even imagine that that happened. Well, he could have sold them earlier, though, before he went to prison. Yeah. Which I wouldn't put past the guy. How long has he been in prison for? Because obviously I didn't watch the doc. He's going for six years. But oh. I think he's been there for like a year, I guess. Oh, oh well, then, yeah, it's basically impossible. Something like that. Anyway, I can't find the... Uh, the odds, and I'm not good at math. So, but yeah, the five, minus five fifty for under seventy six. It's it's pretty good odds. Yeah. I'd, I'd check that out if I were you. Uh, so there you go. Any other prop bets that you heard about about that were interesting? No, I heard the Brady completions one, and I heard of I. Everybody, of course, makes a big deal about the Gatorade color. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the big one every year. And my buddy, one of my best friends, his dad, growing up every year, we'd always watch the Super Bowl together. I mean, usually just it worked out that way. He always, his prop bet, he would bet on a safety. Mm-hmm. And the first year he did it, it hit. And he did it, like, every year after that. He's batting, like, 75%, uh-huh. like, doing the safety. And I remember it was the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. We were watching together, and I was a little older at this point. And he had he had still, he's been doing this every year. He It hits more often than you think. And at the very end of the game, it hasn't hit. But the I think it was the Ravens were in a position where they were punting, but there was only like 20 seconds left in the game, so they just wanted to run time off the clock and then do the whole step out of the back of the end zone thing right. for two points because they were up by more. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. And so then they get the safety at the very end, and his bet hit, and he won like 500 bucks. Unbelievable. It was awesome. He was going fucking wild because, of course, there's like 20 seconds left in the game. Right. He's thinking it's not going to hit, and then it hits. Plus, it is at the end of the game, so you're – you're pretty deep on into the boozies at that point. Oh, for sure, <laughs> dude. He went wild. It was oh. one. Of, it was such a great Super Bowl memory. That's awesome. And, <laughs> and imagine too, like those people doing like Super Bowl squares and getting like shitty numbers, and then you get a two. You know, like two points added. So then all of a sudden, someone with like a five and an eight, like all of a sudden hit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Best like, part about it was 
my buddy's dad is like he he like has fun and everything, but he's he's not on the boisterous side. Mm-hmm. So when he hit it and was like yes, <laughs> it was it was just it was so pure. What about um. Was it the Super Bowl? I think it was Seattle and Denver when they played. That's when Denver got blown out. The first thing was a sa- was a safety, right? That was the first score in the game. Was that right? I think you are right because there the odds on that there there are bets you can do where it's like first score in the game. It was either like they, I think you're, I think it was a safety. I wanted to say that they did run a kickoff back in that game, but it well I don't think it was the opening kickoff. Wow. I don't know. I think it was they. If I'm wrong, uh, someone correct me. But I'm pretty sure it was a safety in the I first. I think you're one. right. Because that, like, when I, I heard it on the radio, I because I, I was on the way to a party, and I heard it on the radio. I'm like, you're out of your mind. And there's no way because the odds on it were like plus twenty thousand, like on Bovada. Like, because like what you know, what are the odds? Yeah, of that? who's like, gonna do it? Usually, you do you know touchdown, field goal. I mean, one of the two, and mm-hmm. it was a safety, and it was crazy odds. So. It was interesting. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, those those prop bets will be fun to watch. Yeah. So if you have any crazy prop bets, let us know. We'll tweet it out uh, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. Uh, reminding you, too, we're going to start our own social media. We should, probably should have done this before the season. <laughs> we're going to do it after the season, getting ready for next year so we can put out our, our analysis. You know, Zach's going to be writing a lot of articles on the draft, especially, and stuff like that as he follows along. Th- did I put words in your mouth? Or no, you're no, no. Do that? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be writing. Uh, I have uh, I have a couple of hopefully fun interviews coming um, in, in the spring that I'm trying to chase down and get put together for a little kind of like special podcast thing. We'll do like six to eight episodes of it. And uh, – Hopefully we're. I'll I'll always be doing a lot of draft stuff. I did. I dove in headfirst last year for the first time, and I watch a lot of college football, anyways. But especially with my work with Pro Football Focus uh, this past fall, watched a ton of college football, like for work, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be doing a lot for it. Uh, and I'll, I'll have to see how that manifests, like in what form, but it'll most likely, I'll, it'll most likely be writing. And again, we'll talk more about this next week on a wrap up show, but, um, I think the plan is for next year to ramp it up with, um, not really production. I mean, a little bit, we, we kind of liked us just talking, but I'm going to add in some more things. And I, I think what we want to do is like Facebook live stuff. Um, so we'll put out the podcast still. But I think the plan is to do, a, you know, maybe a Facebook Live every Sunday morning, something like that, where Zach and me can can kind of remote in from wherever we're living at the at the time, and uh, you know, Zach from wherever he may be, and then me in my new house. Hopefully, we get a house by then, uh, and then we can kind of <laughs> talk Big Web coming in as well, and and basically just have a big video thing and, yeah. and take your questions and stuff. I think that'd be kind of fun. Absolutely, yeah. So. But and and if you guys have any any suggestions that you want to lay on us that you think would be fun, we're all about. We'll put out content, however however we can get it. For sure. Yeah, and if, again, if you guys like being involved, keep getting involved. Sending us stuff. Um, obviously, we're going to start our own social media account. And uh, keep putting out content, man. We enjoy doing this. And Zach and I especially love the NFL. Uh, enjoy watching it, you know. And I think, we, you know, Zach kind of taught me more about, uh, you know, the analytical side and got really <laughs> in-depth this year, which was great. And I learned a uh, lot. Yeah, I'm a blowhard about that stuff. But so, it's, yeah, I, I know sometimes I go no, – it's I, good. I nerd out about it a little bit too much. Than, and and no. I think some people at, at times are probably like – just, just tell me, tell me what you're fucking betting, man. No, but but it, no, but for sure, it, it's good because it's a give and take. You had a lot of, I've had a lot of people that listen to the show, and I told you this off air. Tell me that they love listening to you, and and because of the analysis, you know, you know. So they, obviously, you keep that up. And I think on the other end, me and Big Web kind of showed you the the gambling side of it and oh, how you can you pick guys, it against the spread. I learned more about Vegas this fall. Than I have ever <laughs> in, in, in my combined life because and I would get curious a lot of times on the pod this year and I just ask I just straight up ask Big Web okay now why now why are you doing this why wouldn't you do this right and, and it, you guys have been you guys have been in that world and I think especially with the legality of it all coming if I can get a little bit more stable in the old career field mm-hmm. I'd love to start you know do entering in on some wagers with you guys next season well so we'll have to have a lot of fun on that side because that is blowing up huge for sure oh it's 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 taking at a new level i mean it's it's going to be huge everywhere and and if if this this country can learn how to tax it right and like some of these states are going to start doing it's going to be huge for the economy just everything anybody out there that doesn't like gambling or sports gambling i mean i get it you know what i mean you do have to do it the right way and there's people that take it way over the top and get near themselves in trouble and their family in trouble we get that but all it, in moderation if you do it in moderation just like anything else i mean it you know it, it's fine, you know. Yeah. Just like everybody out there drinks beer, You're not supposed to drink beer. It's bad for you. <laughs> Don't drink alcohol. Well, we still do. 
uh, you know, it's just do it in moderation and, and enjoy yourself. But for anybody out there that doesn't think it's good for anything, it will help the economy if they can tax it right. Oh, I mean, people oh, are going to yeah. do it anyway, so you might as well No, know it, it would be the ultimate degenerate move, and I know there's probably odds out there over under of when it becomes uh, federally, like, legal, you know, like across oh, the entire nation. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, interesting. I think in the next five years. Yeah. I, I, I don't know for sure. That's probably more just, realistic. I even feel like that's, like, too long. But yeah. But you're, you're probably right. With all the red tape that everyone has to jump through with right. all that. But. Well, I think with, like, I mean, Nevada's been for a while. But then, like, you got New Jersey now and some of these other places that the dominoes are starting to fall. And mm-hmm. I think what it, they're, they're trying to do is test it out with some states, see how it goes over, and see how much money can be made. And there's already a ton. Well, it's, I mean, it's legal out in Cali already, right? Oh, is it really? I oh, didn't know that. I don't it? know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I thought that out west that they had had, because they're usually the first to legalize legalized things right weed <laughs> colorado <laughs> yeah was colorado uh, the first by the way or was it california colorado was the first my girlfriend would know this i want to say another state legalized with them but i know colorado nevada was, is too colorado was the first though i think because there's people in vegas we'd be walking down the strip and just like my dad's like holy shit those guys smoking a doobie well i listen to no free ads there's a this nfl scout i consume a lot of his content and he lives out out in the bay and he says he's like i mean dude it's 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 just another it's like having a beer out here like nobody no big cares. deal and then y- you go you go to Iowa or somewhere and they're yeah. arresting you for a joint right it's, right it's kind of wild if you did live in a state where it's legal mm-hmm. so then you move to to say here even Missouri like they take that shit pretty seriously oh for sure absolutely so um, like we said like we'll, we'll talk more about the, the betting side of things we enjoyed that part but we also enjoy breaking down the game as it is so we're gonna keep growing at this but uh, we'll talk more about the show next week where we're gonna see it going and. And hopefully, uh, no matter where Zach and I end up, whether we're in different states or whatever the case may be, uh, which we both are going to be living here for a while, yeah. I'm guessing, um, we'll be doing <laughs> be this here. show. And, and we enjoyed it this year. And, and like I said, we'll, we'll do our thank yous next week. And, and we'll talk more about the show next week. But we just want to give a, a quick thank you to everybody that's been listening this year. Good luck out there in, in Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be fun. Fuck the Rams. Uh, let's go Patriots, and uh, we'll see you next week. Zach, got any last thoughts? No, yeah, just so exciting stuff for the football show and just for, for the the Brews whole label. I don't know what we're calling it these days. Weber but, uh, Yale Media, too. Zach really and I will be doing times. play-by-play together on uh, some things in the future where we got some things brewing, so it uh, yeah. should be fun. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I can't wait, man. 2019 is going to be an awesome year. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Good luck in the Super Bowl with your picks. Uh, again, go Patriots, and we'll see you next week to wrap up the season.